Thank you for listening to the AW360 Podcast. On today's show, I have two guests. The first, David Moore, CEO of Brightpool. Brightpool is a next-generation identity resolution platform based on consumer consent. My other guest is G-Man Rugathamon, CEO of Achilles. Achilles is a first-of-its-kind independent and interoperable system that unifies marketing technologies. Now, what do these two gentlemen have in common? They've both found the pathway beyond the cookie. As we all know, the death of the cookie is upon us, and everyone is scrambling to find out what's next. Well, David and G-Man, they're here to tell you what that is. I hope you enjoy the show. David and G-Man, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Good to be here. You guys each represent a separate company. G-Man, let's starting with you. Tell me a little bit more about yours. Yes. So Achilles, uh, uh, CEO for which uh, I'm working for, is a, a blockchain for marketing company. It's a unique company set up to solve uh, the world beyond cookies in the marketing world. And we believe uh, the industry requires a re-architecture and our technology helps do that. And David? And Brightpool offers a technology that replaces the third-party cookie. As you know, Safari and Firefox already stopped accepting these cookies. Google's Chrome is going to do the same near the end of this year. So um, Brightpool has the technology that will help advertising be more effective by replacing the third-party cookie. And in thinking about what each of your respective companies do, what are some initiatives that support that goal of replacing the cookie? Well, the initiative that Brightpool has undertaken is to work with publishers that have a logged in relationship with their users. So we have been working diligently since we started the company in 2019 to secure publishers to put our technology package on their uh, uh, on their site. And once they do that, when a user logs in, we're able to create a Brightpool ID that can be recognized in the bid stream by DSPs such as um, MediaMath, AdForm, Evangelist, Imobi, and some others. The key, of course, to this is that the publishers with whom we work have a very clear policy that is stated when the customer or user comes to the site for the first time and is required to log in. Consent is obtained at that time. We do a privacy review of every publisher we work with to ensure that's the case, to ensure that all regulations throughout the world are met when it comes to privacy. I'm just building on what David is saying, Richard. So uh, Achilles uh, and Brightpool complement each other in this initiative. From an Achilles perspective, if you look at any of those ID solutions, uh, a critical dependency has been called out to say that uh, whether it is unified ID or any ID or the other ID solutions too, that it requires an independent, interoperable, neutral entity that can help carry and capture the consent across the supply chain. So while uh, solutions are there that manages consent management uh, for true activation of the identities, we will need uh, an, an uh, independent and biased infrastructure to capture and carry consent. And that's exactly what Achilles uh, provides. Uh, 
So that's the reason why Achilles and Baitful have come together. We are strategic partners. We jointly go to the industry to provide this solution. And let's say I'm an advertiser. What is the first step I need to take when working with you both to separate myself, number one, from the cookie, but then also get started with the, the new paths we're going down as an industry? First and foremost, an advertiser first should uh, check whether they know their own consumers or not. That means that do they have first party data? Second is, uh, even if they do not have, or if they have, do they have proper consent management platform already established with them? If, if these two are mandatories to have, and if they have these two technologies with them, it makes them capable and compliant for activating in the marketplace. That in my mind is the first checklist. We tell this to everybody, do you know your consumer? Do you have an activation capability? And if they have both, uh, then uh, at least our company is relevant for them. One of the aspects of our strategy with publishers is that advertisers are publishers too. Mm. And as uh, G-Man stated, um, some have first party relationships with their with their customers. In fact, this is an increasing trend that you will see across the industry because historically, consumer packaged good companies and other categories like that didn't have a one-to-one -one relationship with their consumer, with their customer. They you know, relied on retail and, and shelf space and, and advertising to create awareness and purchase intent in order to have their product you know, uppermost, foremost in mind when the consumer went shopping. Now with the emphasis on creating that one-to-one -one relationship, more and more advertisers are looking to create those first party relationships. And of course, when we install our technology package on an advertiser site and one of their customers logs into that site, we can create a bright pool ID for them. So um, in both cases, both publishers and advertisers, uh, really need to work together in order to find um, a, a scalable solution that uh, supersedes third-party cookies. It sounds as though the data that advertisers will have access to in the future is probably a stronger data set than they had previously when it was just a cookie, rather than identifying purely a device or you know a, a very large group of people that they don't know a whole lot about. It feels like, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, that this new data set will be sort of opt-in oriented, but also have a lot more information about the consumer as an individual. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I would say uh, more deterministic and less in scale. And that's where the industry is now uh, finding solutions to enrich the data sets to provide scale. Uh, but to, to your question, Richard, yes, it's definitely more deterministic. Yes. And... and Probabilistic will, will still, still exist. In fact, you know, with Apple's new iOS um, policy, um, you have to get a definitive opt-in that utilizes the Apple consent mechanism. So mm -hmm. uh, the jury's still out in terms of how many people are opting in versus uh, choosing to, to opt out. But in that case, the industry has not found a solution to replace um, what's, you know, is an IDFA, which is a 
the term Apple uses for their ID for advertising with something like a Brightpool ID or other identifying anchor, if you will. So probabilistic, unfortunately, will have to be used there for a while until we get to a better solution. In fact, I think if, if advertisers were to adopt a G-Man's solution, he would probably have a better way of reaching Apple users than we would. And individually, and G-Man, let's start with you on this one. What are your thoughts on all of the data privacy changes within the industry. We've lost the cookie. Apple has their new thing. Going back to GDPR, just all of the regulatory things that have happened over the past few years. How does that make the industry look moving forward, do you think? In one word, uh, chaotic, Richard. So uh, why I say that, because what it has led to is uh, there are different taxonomies or architectures. And each of the gardens have built their own proprietary uh, privacy-preserving mechanisms. Google calls it Flock. Uh, Apple has it as IDFA. And then every other vault garden or platforms will have to do something similar to Flock or Fledge or any one of them. So from a poor marketer's point of view, if they have 10 platforms on which they're putting the money in, they need to understand 10 proprietary mechanisms. And there is no consistency uh, uh, in which they can run a campaign. So while at one end, uh, the privacy and its related awareness has increased, it has also added a lot of confusion. And uh, many markets are uh, still not uh, in the privacy way uh, from a regulation point of view. Take India, it is still a personal data protection bill, not yet an act. So it is only GDPR in EU. Even in the US, it is CCPA in selected states yet to become countrywide, uh, nationwide uh, applicable. So uh, we are, uh, I think it's a long journey. Uh, that's the challenge. G-Man is absolutely right. And living in the United States, I can tell you we've got a patchwork of regulations and, um, and new ones are coming out all the time. And it makes it extraordinarily difficult to uh, address them all properly on a state-by-state -state basis. I think there's about 10 different states now that have different laws. California uh, led the way with CCPA. So it, um, it requires you to essentially um, uh, comply on a nationwide basis with the most onerous regulations in order to make sure that you're complying within that particular state. So it's, it's, it's a need of federal legislation, no question about it. You know, uh, uh, additionally, um, the emphasis on protecting the consumer has reached an all-time high, and it's really time for the industry to pivot in a big-time way from using data to market to consumers to uh, using data to give consumers what they want. I wanted to shift perspectives for a moment and go from advertiser side to consumer side. I think it goes without saying that many consumers don't really fully understand how all of this works behind the scenes. As we see news reports and these sort of flashy headlines from an Apple making these big announcements, a lot of consumers are surprised at how much data they were really sharing. What does the future look like for the end user once these changes are made and regulations pass and all these new rules start to happen and really take effect? You know, it's about 
securing consent in an ethically um, clear way. So as you know, Richard, you probably um, used an app for the first time and it requires you to sign a software license. Mm -hmm. Well, do you read that? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know that anybody does. And buried in that is all kinds of stuff. So I think the emphasis is going to be on making it clearer to the consumer what they're consenting for. Now, in the meantime, the consumer is very happy to trade their personal information for something of value. So you take a company like Amazon. There are people that would give their firstborn child away just to have access and continue to use the site, let alone give Amazon the right to use their data in any way they, they choose to use it. And, and so in that case, obviously the consumer is saying, I'm getting great value for logging into Amazon. They store my credit card number, they make product recommendations, People love that. They feel that's a real value. They don't feel that their privacy is being intruded on in any way, shape, or form. And of course, if they do, just don't use it. You know, conversely, if you look at a company like Facebook, any consumer that signs in and uses Facebook has decided to give away their data. I mean, you talk about a data uh, usage of your personal information on Facebook, it's out of control, if you will. And the scary thing is, is regulation on this, which just about everybody says needs to occur because all of a sudden now you're creating a censorship group to monitor how this is all working, the content and how the data is used and everything else. And in the United States, there's no bipartisan agreement among how that would work. And that's the scary part about regulation there. G-Man? I'm just trying to add some color to what David mentioned. I mean, it changes from country to country significantly. Uh, uh, if you look at it in a market like Germany, they'll probably pay a heavy price to say, I'm not going to share my data for, for various reasons and uh, move across to an emerging market like Indonesia, India, Myanmar they will say a free internet uh, for, for Facebook, right? So this is a, it's a different kind of a debate. I mean, the, the lifestyle indicators and, and, and consumer uh, expectations change uh, and, and fickle. So we have to really navigate this, uh, Richard. For example, uh, let's say a, a blockbuster movie is being released and that's given free if you share data. Even a privacy conscious consumer might say, okay, temporarily for a month, I don't mind me using my data as long as I'm getting to watch the latest blockbuster movie. But then after a month, I don't mind changing it back to where I was. So it's, 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 it's very capricious, if I had to use the word. Very true. And you know, I think one of the issues out there too is when a consumer consents, how long does it last? Yeah. Right? And, and there, there's some people that will advocate, well, it's a one-time only deal and they should have to consent every single time. But if you think about how that worked with GDPR, all the consumers got tired of this, these notices coming up in, in front of their, their efforts to get to a website and they're just clicking through them, they're not even caring anymore. So that's you know a little over the top in that regard in terms of, of a, a user experience. 
So I think there's going to have to be a fair balance between, you know, clear communication so that uh, the consumer knows definitively what they're signing up for. And that creates what we would call an ethically created identity. Moving over to agency side. Right. What can an agency expect when engaging with your respective companies to sort of weather the storm and, and navigate these changes? Yeah, uh, there are three perspectives to it, Richard. One is uh, from an agency, uh, they have a, a larger view of uh, the marketing challenges. They are the creative development, creative distribution, media planning, buying, measurement, attribution. So there are many factors an agency gets involved in. So from Achilles' perspective, uh, we want to help them in three directions. One is genuinely we believe that uh, the measurement will go for a change. In these times, cross-media measurement will become very, very critical because there are multiple platforms they need to use. So how can we use uh, the distributed ledger technology in helping to measure and attribute the uh, uh, investments properly? That's one side of the story. The other side of the story is if you have first party data which you're managing on behalf of your clients, they can help you with in a complaint manner, activate them uh, along with, of course, uh, a strategic partner, uh, Brightpool. In between the two is the new emerging one that I see coming up is look at the way Trade Desk is tying up with Walmart or the Ozone project in UK. You will see some kind of marketplaces emerging where a set of publishers might come together and say, I'm going to offer you a beauty marketplace or a commerce marketplace or a sports marketplace. Uh, so agencies uh, benefit a lot in, in enabling or building such marketplaces where we can give an alternative to an existing set of platforms in a compliant manner. So our, our pitch to the agencies is threefold, measure, marketplace, and uh, campaign uh, management. Uh, yeah, and you know, um, G-Man has a lot of experience having worked at uh, WPP for over 20 years. So he has a really keen insight into what agencies and advertisers need. And one of the things they also need is to be able to manage uh, on the supply side and optimize, if you will. And they need to understand exactly how many different companies are getting a piece of an advertising dollar that they spend on their client's behalf. And um, those types of, 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 uh, of uh, strategies need to be supported by a company like Achilles, who has a secure blockchain that can uh, measure who's getting what, what, how, what dollar is going to who, and also do it in a way where data is protected. And looking ahead, any final bits of wisdom from you both? You know, anything that could be of use to marketers listening? So uh, I'm sticking my neck out on something might happen, might not happen. Uh, I'm, I'm just picking up from the consumer consent and consumer uh, privacy related topics we just discussed. I, I genuinely believe that the power will shift to the consumer much more and more. And uh, it will also lead to rewarding consumer for uh, more and more activities. Today, they are being rewarded with free community management, free likes, some form we have been and there's an exchange of value, right? So that the consumer won't let go of. Uh, I mean, they've they got habituated to it. And when this 
privacy related concerns comes in maybe we will get into much more clear exchange of value by explicit rewards so i think that's my uh, if i have to stick my neck out yeah i think i think that's a, a very good prediction you know the the real question about a consumer is how many of our of them are really concerned about their privacy right and and how many of them are willing to uh, take additional steps to protect it and i i would argue that it's it's a small percentage mm. now having said that consumers still need to be treated uh, treated fairly and if you go back and you look at the third party cookie <clears throat> which was the tool that was used to target advertising from the early days of the internet it was a very effective tool it became less effective over time as multiple cookies started being produced for each and every consumer so that the duplicity of advertising overwhelmed them sometimes when it came to an ad that would be viewed by the same consumer 20 20 different times but the biggest problem with the third party cookie ultimately was that it seemed to be placed on the consumer's computer covertly they didn't know that it was happening and some you know 5 years ago new york times did an expose and they 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 went into a home and they showed the consumer how many cookies they had on their screen or you know on their hard drive and they were appalled you know they felt like they they were being intruded upon they had no idea of the benefit of the cookies saving passwords and so on and so forth so i think as the consumers got more educated um we have a responsibility to communicate with them clearly and the emphasis as chiman said earlier going forward will be on treating the consumer fairly clearly with an understanding of what they have uh, opted into and not violating that at any time excellent well david gman thank you so much for taking the time today it's been a pleasure talking to you thank you richard thanks richard This podcast has been a production of Advertising Week. Advertising Week is the world's foremost producer of events and content for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries. For more information, visit www.advertisingweek.com. Music